Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Wow. <laughs> awesome opening track there. Um, really cool. Really. That's, that's a local band that I actually know um, very well. And they licensed me uh, one of their tracks to perform for you now. And, you know, I really hope that the licensing, the licensing, 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 licensing. I, ho- I really hope it went through because, um, you know, it, with the copyright laws and what they are, it's just, it's so hard to, to share and promote music that you know, speaks to you, that you feel connected with, or I, I don't know, that you just think it fits the fucking moment and the vibe that you're in. You know, it's just, you know, but it's it's, it's intellectual property, and you know, we all gotta own something. You gotta own, 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 own. Sorry, I did it again. Almost fell into that ownership hole that I constantly find myself falling into. Hi, hello. God damn it! It's fuck. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. I I, I take a week off here and there to do uh, to know, you know, sit in my own filth and dismay and and look out the window as winter is still a thing in uh, upstate. And you know, today is a beautiful fucking day. It was sixty six degrees out. The snow melted beneath my feet as I was hiking to the peak of Jones Hill in Tully, New York. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jones Hill, it's it's a modest it's a modest hill, but you know, beautiful, beautiful lookout. I go for the lookouts. And it was just it was great. It was great seeing all the people out there. It was great seeing everyone get back on the roads and and, and, and you know and and hiking and walking and biking and smiling and talking. It was it was Oh, I fucking love it. God damn it. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. So this 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 episode that I'm I'm trying to intro for has been on my editing plate for a couple weeks now. Uh, it's 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 long overdue because the event I'm talking about in this episode is already over and past. I'm already into a new place uh, of, of of mental awareness and and of of even employment. I can say that. So this is an afterthought, and even as an afterthought, I believe it's an amazing fucking conversation that we should have. Not just with ourselves and with our friends, but I think as society, why why can we not critique the places we work? I mean, if we can't do it amongst coworkers, because you know, can't union, you can't unionize here. If you talk, if you find someone talking about unions, you call this number and report them. You know, if we can't talk in the workplace about our workplace conditions, and we can't talk about it. Uh, to strangers, then where can you talk about it? In your bedrooms? Because I'm telling you, your significant other doesn't give a fuck because they hear about it every fucking day. I'm not saying they don't care because they totally fucking do care. It's just, you know, you, you, you paint a wall white so many times, it's no longer white, it's just a fucking... Just a just a white wall. Sorry, bad analogy. But my point is, if we don't, if we can't have a place 
to critique these these enterprises, these 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 booming establishments that that are bringing uh, money and economy into the areas that we have to be silenced for for having emotions or or or, or feeling. What the fuck are we? Are we? Are we? We're not. We're bowing down to them. We are allowing them to become the Almighty. If in our laws corporations are as significant as humans, then the critiquing style of each human it should be it should be the same for the corporation. So, that being said, if one person, if one lonely, sad, deeply depressed person could have any effect on a corporation's wallet, well then, the corporation is doing something wrong. Therefore, is it the person's fault? Should we fire them? You know, just brush them under the rug. Sorry, it was a bad mistake. I'm sorry. No. No, they they no longer work here. Um, uh, they 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 found greener pastures over the hill. I mean, seriously, what the? All right, that's my opening. I'm gonna stick to it. It's been two fucking weeks since I've had this conversation with my dear friend Getem, and I want to share it with you because if I can help empower anyone else to speak up and get out of this 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 fucking thumb that we live under. Let's do it. We are the people. We are the workers. We are the builders of this society. We are the ones hauling the bricks to and from the quarries to the foundations as they rise above the streets in all their glimmering fucking wonder. We should be the ones that say how we feel. So, without further ado, here is a beautiful talk between me and my dear friend, Akenem, about, I don't know, I don't know, just, you know, take what you want, you know, uh, no title, untitled, untitled talk, AF 289, where are we at, AF 29, untitled right now it's my old area code <laughs> you ever do that you ever look at the clock and go oh shit it's the old area code you used to live in no it's just me well it's 509 where i live so oh fuck you god damn it all right not fuck you i meant i understand completely six but i honestly forgot when you said it's 609 i was like Wait, good for you man i'm familiar <sighs> you, uh, you made it out <laughs> I know this. I know 666 minus 609 gives me 57 reasons why I want to die. And that was my my rap back in 2004 because I was so dark and so <laughs> edgy. <laughs> and 666 was so in, in, enticing. It so, uh, slides off. <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, so why I called you here today, uh, in this particular moment, and I am I want I want to put the foundation out first and lay the the playing field, all the cards out. I am excited and happy and grateful for the chain of events that has led to my position where I'm at now. Uh, the worst part of it is the financial stability, but at the same time, I'm a single man living a single life. So daily expenses and monthly expenses are to the bare minimum they have ever been in my entire life. And it's so manageable that I really, 
and 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 a lot goes into that manageableness too. A lot of loneliness and depression, but everything is kind of spiderweb and connected. So fix one area, fix other areas. So I, I recently lost my job at Song Mountain uh, Ski CNY, which is also Labrador Mountain in upstate New York, and it kind of involved it involved a podcast, you and me, a podcast, a conversation you and me had a couple weeks ago, where I also happened to say the name of the place where I worked. And not that I thought that was cryptic or coded information, because I had had a podcast, like almost half a year ago, where I talked to someone else who got fired from that company about where we both worked and where you could both find us in life. Kind of like has like a, hey, and where can the people find you? <laughs> you know, oh, I guess that's our jobs. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was a throwaway line. So my reasoning to tell you via through this medium was because I thought I already had and it wasn't a trade secret. So I'm, I'm gonna, to, to remind you what we said, uh, what I said, I'm sorry, don't mean, to, don't mean to align you in any of this. You're not to blame for any of this. Uh, it's 100% it's uh, my actions. But uh, two weeks ago, I talked about a couple of events that happened at my uh, former workplace that I was very disheartened by and troubled by and beaten down by. And um, I, I believe I, I, had meant, I had shared that driving to work some days, I would have panic attacks, like full-blown. I had to pull over the car, panic attacks, crying fits, angry fits. And it, it, was, it was to a point where... I guess I felt like in my head, I don't care anymore. So it was a release. It was, it was, it was, it felt good for me to share my workplace experiences, not only to hear feedback, but just to say them out loud, because I've already mentioned a couple of times tonight that simply talking about things out loud is sometimes the best and easiest way to cure yourself of that weight of that, what's the best way to put it? You remember the movie? Um, um, I was just gonna I, say real quick, go to therapy, boys and girls. <laughs> go to therapy, please. Uh, you remember, remember, the, <laughs> remember the movie uh, Labyrinth? I know you do. So there's a scene. Yeah, I watched it not that long ago. <laughs> Bowie, yeah. You, Jim Henson, love him so much. Um, so there's a scene where uh, our, our main actress ends up in a, she, she goes to a dinner party and some sexual things happen, advances that people feel. And she falls through a, a mirror, ends up in a giant dump, a giant junkyard. And she bumps into other Muppets or people in this junkyard that have giant houses of trash on their back they just keep picking shit up and throwing it on their backs and this 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 lady she bumps into i, I i'm sorry i in my head i pictured it a lady it's probably not a lady it's a muppet but did you just gender the muppet? I, I i fucking gendered a muppet god damn it <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking deep man so really i'm i'm on the edge of my seat about where this is going like, <laughs> so following. so she <laughs> She, I'm sorry. Oh, I know the movie. I know the scene. So don't worry about that. Keep going. <laughs> oh, so this is this is this is quite um, this is quite the. Uh, the yeah. So uh, Sarah, our main protagonist, uh, played by Jennifer Colony, <laughs> yeah. falls into a dump and bumps into a a muppet who is carrying a bunch of trash from her back. And that Muppet takes them into a, a hill or a, a pile of trash that ends up being 
Sarah's childhood room. And the analogy to take away is the Muppet is telling her, oh, look at all the stuff that you used to like. This is your toys. This is your mirror. This is a picture of your father. And she starts throwing it on Sarah's back. Really good. She starts taking it and putting it on Sarah's back. And it's, it's oh, your stuffed animals, you know, just keeps putting and piling. And Sarah starts like, yes, these are my things. And she's holding them and she loves them. And they start weighing her down a little bit. And she's, she breaks them all off. She breaks it free. She busts out of the room. The room falls apart. She is free. She busts out of her fucking childhood trauma or her childhood nostalgia or her ideals. There was so much symbolism packed into that scene that you don't pick up as a kid that when you watch it as an adult, you're like, fuck yeah, Sarah. You get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Go we, girl. We, we seriously. And we take... We take memories, we take events, and we, 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 we take them with us. We pile them on our back. Yeah. It weighs us down over time. I can speak from 100% experience because I still have, I still have some childhood toys and belongings on my back currently and adulthood toys and stuff and shit on my back right now. So the ones I like to shake off are the ones I experience uh, more recently, especially attached to a job. Now, career is a tainted word that I, I really wish we could remove from our vocabulary because career has become, it's like, it's like a beautiful word posted in the sky that you're always trying to run to that, you know, the idea is there and the dream is there, but it's like either what it's like, for me, it, it feels like I'm running from myself to an idea that someone else put there. So I personally, I hate the word career, but for my entire adult career, in hospitality um, as every part of a restaurant, uh, working in kitchens, cleaning tables, cleaning floors, hosting events, seating people, serving people, taking orders for people, to moving to running specific parts of the restaurant, uh, inventory, ordering alcohol, you know, I was, I was at a place in my quote unquote career and the same, same old events would keep popping up, which is shut up, suck it up, soldier on through. So I share with you about a couple of weeks ago, how, when I would had a, I had a bad day at work. And you're supposed to check your attitude at the door every time you walk into that building. But to that day, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm 33. And that day, I couldn't just suck it up. So my emotions were on my sleeve. And I was visibly unpleasant, which shook the aura of the atmosphere, the energy of the room, everyone was noticing, or at least I felt like everyone was noticing. My one boss showed up uh, just to hang out till the end of the shift to talk to me about what was going on. And of course it was, you know, uh, being overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, uh, all the, 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 the checklists of a shitty situation. And at the end of the day, at the end of that conversation, it, I, I, I felt dumb and stupid for sharing how I felt. Like I should have just fucking kept my mouth quiet, dude, and went home and then punched a wall or hit a kid. You know, I should have done something that. Did you say hit a kid? I, I, I don't want to hit a kid. No, I don't want to fucking hit a kid. Hit, hit, a, hit the wall. Hit <laughs> <laughs> like the kid. Hit the kid. No, <laughs> no like I shared to my boss 
which is like one of the key things that you should do when you're disgruntled at a workplace. And he told me, well, what the fuck, dude? You told me everything was peachy. Now, now what's going on? You're not making enough money. It's like, no, I'm, you're not, you guys aren't, I'm not getting paid hourly. I'm getting paid like bullshit hourly pay. I'm working for tips. So I don't, I don't appreciate the establishment for someone else giving me tip money. How, how can you, how can I? So that, that, that was so deep in me that I, I, I shared it with you. And so now that I explained all of that, ha I felt empowered. I felt great. I remember leaving that conversation with you feeling like a million dollars. Like that was so great to share all that to, cause I know I, I, there was, I know I wasn't the first person to have that fucking happen to me. So it, it, it felt empowering again. It felt good. It felt healing to a degree. Cut a week later and I'm taken off the schedule. I'm given very vague text message. <laughs> and when I finally spoke to the person, it was already said and done. I was already taken off the message or the schedule. They already made up their mind. And it was because that I posted the podcast episode where I said the name of the place I worked. So like my question today is, and I, you know, I, 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 I'm aware I work for an at will state, which yeah. means it doesn't matter and nothing matters. It's to protect you and the employer from any wrongdoing and the only one to the only one to get really hurt here is me i am the only one to get hurt out of this situation because it's a financial cutoff the mountain's still doing fine there's they still they're still making their money they're still doing their thing yes they're going to be more overworked and overstressed and pissed the fuck off and they might lose a whole bunch of other employees but it, there's there's plenty of more that will work for fucking bullshit pay because they're desperate. So I guess my question is, why can't we talk critically of our employers? Why is it so shunned? Why is it so looked down upon to have an emotional reaction, to feel a feeling? Why am I why do I feel like I'm demonized? Like I'm the one that had to be kicked out, that it's my fault for talking, basically, for feeling. Why, why is that? Why am I the enemy? Kedem, thoughts, please. Really, it's a really simple answer to that. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I, I don't want, I, it's because it, because it affects their business. <laughs> like. Uh, and I'm not, it's because you, because customer, potential customers could listen to that podcast and then get a bad impression of the business. That's like, I wasn't thinking about it when we had that episode um, or that conversation. Um, nor should you, nor should you. And I wasn't really on my mind. And, um, but in retrospect, like, yeah, uh, that's actually pretty stupid. You should never like name names. Um, ever like when you're doing this sort of thing and yeah they're always they're always gonna fight like if you do anything like if you work for any company these days and you like post anything bad about your job on social media of course they're gonna yeah, fire you fire you instantly yeah um is your driver you're gonna you know drive away potential customers. of course i mean that name blah 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 i i've already heard this from other uh employees that work in really hard hard, hard workplace industries that are understaffed and underpaid, that there are people that are already, that, that there are people that their job is to comb social media, looking for negative comments and anything that can shed light to the customer base about their company from their employees. I already know that major tech companies and corporations do this very, very diligently. But it shocked me to hear it from a, you know, a healthcare industry on a smaller scale. And I guess my, my main question, and here, let me, let me just, uh, again, uh, explain that. Uh, I hate the place I worked. 
I loved the people. There were so many amazing, awesome individuals there. So many amazing customers that I truly connected with. There is a local crowd there. I, I tell you, man, they are, they are worth having your neighbors. They are, it's just, was that the reason to hold me in this toxic environment? And maybe I was the only toxic part. I just didn't vibe with anyone else there. But the blatant sexism and the, 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 the manipulation and toxicity coming from the higher ups down, it, it's, I don't feel bad for losing this job at all. I feel better now. I feel more invigorated now. I'm not crying on my way to work. And I just want to say this right now, and this is a, a week after it happening, so I've had time to mull it over and think about it. I, I, I have better opportunities in front of me, and I'm, I'm more excited about, about them than I am about what was. In fact, it's already over. The past is behind me. I cannot change it. So sorry, not sorry. I'm happy where I'm at. And to, to quickly answer your, your, other, uh, what you, your other thing you said, um, nobody other than my coworkers was listening to this podcast. <laughs> no other. I was going to ask you that. No like, other, no other patron or customer or member of that entire mountain knew my podcast existed. Even to the people I told, I knew aren't going to listen to it because, you know, I've got time to listen to this fucking guy's podcast. Well, my question is, how did the manager find out? Did oh, so, yes. So the manager, I know he looks into it because I, I can see who listens to my podcast by area, by where they live. And his town popped up like three times. And it's like, oh. All right, he listened. <laughs> but like, so basically what happened is someone, one of my coworkers heard the podcast and then told management. One of my coworkers heard it and said something. Now, I, I'm not going to say right now that I know who it was because I do not because that person has not talked to me. But it's, it's pretty obvious uh, who it was. So... That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't hate them for it. In fact, I thank them for it because it, it helped move me along in the direction I want to go, not where I want to be stuck at. And so a coworker heard it, shared it. Boss shared that with me. And that's, this isn't like the one, you know, this has happened multiple times where the boss has come to me with something I've said to somebody else in, you know, what I thought was a one-on-one -on -one conversation and not just that, I, I've also had conversations with people there that I've had with one person that has still leads to another person. And then that person told the boss, it's like, whoa, <laughs> wow, you got a lot of spider webs in this building all of a sudden. So, and I, I, I'm not angry at anybody too. I understand wanting to feel recognition wanting to feel like you're you're secure you're safe i understand that because i've also done that in my past so i i hold no ill will and in fact i will hold out that hand of apology and forgiveness uh whenever to anyone who wants to open that dialogue with me I, I, I don't have any more time in my life to devote to resentment and anger that the government hasn't already filled up the entire fucking block with. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I'm trying to be an American. And, and that's, that's, so that's my piece with that. Now, back to the main question of this, of this, uh, why, why can't we critically critique our employers to make them better for us and better for everyone else? 
why are we still biting this bullet that one person's in charge and one person has has the all-seeing eye and, and it's it's their will and i've seen so much toxicity out of this out of this place that it just it goes to one almighty hand and it's it's incredibly poisonous because the manipulation that happens on so many levels i'm not the only person to cry there especially out in the open so why can't we talk about this especially if i talk to you if i talk to my therapist or if i talk to a friend under the mic or, or in in conversation nothing gets done so i guess my social critique is why can't we keep the companies at the same place where they keep their employees why can't if if, if companies want to be treated as humans why can't we treat everyone on the same fucking level? And I know the short answer is because so many of them would get fired and quit and then destroyed and burned down. Well, that's, well, no, I feel I like, like a better answer. Tell me, please. Uh, because, well, we, my answer is we can, we just have to be unionized. <laughs> I don't know if that's where you're going with this. I got That's but, perfect, though. <laughs> uh, no, you're so fucking right. Holy shit. That's what unions are for. They're so, so that we can hold the capitalists, the owners, accountable uh, <sighs> and have actually have um, uh, some power of persuasion. Because as an individual, you don't have any bargaining power. No. Because you're replaceable. No. But if you unionize, all of a sudden, you're represented by a collective. No, you're right. Fucking A, man. Yeah. I went to a job interview. And, uh, you know, I talked to another human. It was a connection. We had a moment. It was fucking awesome. And then, and then, yes, and then we... We're going on an Airbnb trip to, to Virginia, but there was a moment where it came to pay and the pay is very, 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 very little. It's very little for a human to exist in this country. So I, with all the optimism and, and happiness and encouragement and, you know, fire in my blood, I was like, well, that's no, that that's no, I mean, I'm looking for this amount. I need this amount to survive. And it wasn't a crazy, I wasn't looking for 60,005. I wasn't looking for a lot. I was looking for, I'll be honest, I was looking for like fucking 17 an hour. That's my bottom line. <laughs> like that's what I, Whoa, man. what I need to, what are you, to, what are you, what are you, what I need to survive <laughs> is 17 an hour. And the guy looked at, I can't do that. And I'm like, but, I, I can show you, I can show you how much I can bring and how much energy and, and positivity I can bring to this. He didn't care. He, it, I, I was no longer there and the job yeah. is now behind me. The job was offering uh, like 14, 15 hours, some, some arbitrary fucking number. And I was looking for a couple extra dollars more that I know makes no difference to the company because that's like 60 extra dollars a month, but it makes a big difference to me, like on a fundamental level. So the bargaining power does not exist. They rather stress every other worker out by giving them more rather than bring someone in who needs to make this amount? We we are we are in the middle of the great resignation right now. You know the the worker walkout. Nobody wants to work. This is all over media, all over social media, all over everywhere. I I've seen signs in the window at one of the restaurants in my town saying, "No staff, no business." So what are you what are you paying that staff? Are you paying them like thirty an hour? 
are you paying them for an hour plus tips? What are you showing to your staff? Because as a human, I need to feel valued. I cannot go to a job day after day just with the clear, clear understanding that I do not matter to this company. I did not matter to Song Mountain at all. All the connections I made with all the locals, the connections I made with the employees, the things that I did, the time that I gave, the stress that I felt, it meant nothing to that company, especially the fucking owner. You know, and like, am I supposed to feel guilty and bad about this? Am I the bad guy? Because that's how I was made to feel with every conversation I had with management, with every time I hit a bump in the road and wanted to fucking jump out a window. I was always left to feel, well, you're an idiot for feeling that. <laughs> hey, just keep it to yourself. Check your attitude at the door, you know? And it's, I think it's, it's time that we, we, we really fucking talk about unionizing again. I mean, unions were destroyed in this country, destroyed by corruption and by bad fucking legislation that, that dates back to well before you and me were fucking born. But we are living in the fucking ripple effect of it. At the same time, when I went to work for Home Depot, I had to watch a five-minute video on why unions were bad. A five-minute video that they paid me, it's bullshit money, but they paid me to watch where if someone comes around talking about unions, you report them to this number right away. But I love how they always try to sell it from like the worker, like, like it's always <laughs> like the workers, like, I don't need a union. Uh, you, I'm like, uh, I'm in control. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like having control of my workplace. Like, oh, really? How much control do you have? Tell yeah, me, what the mac and cheese in the break room? You have control yeah. of that because you don't because it's never refucking plenished. <laughs> no, you like, know, and it's at Amazon, and it's like, oh yeah, I love having control over whether to piss in the water bottle here or the uh, coffee thermos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it to the bathroom. Uh, and the thermos is so close. <laughs> I mean, I love that choice. You know, it's so much control. Oh man, it's nuts! It's nuts how they get you, and they they don't do it in a group setting. They do it to you individually as you're being hired when you're already at that desperate point. Because if I'm saying yes to the shit pay and all these shit rules and all this shit, I have to be desperate enough. To just say, oh, yeah. all right, I'll I'll take it all. I'll take it, man. I don't fucking care. You've been you've been selected. You are privileged enough to be sitting in that orientation. Uh, you were chosen. It's, uh, it's it's you. You should feel lucky that you got to. Some people didn't make it into so, that orientation. You no, know, you're like, right. You're right because they failed okay. a fucking drug test and they smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> you're totally weed. right. That fucking horrible human being. God damn them. Yeah. It's not only that, it's just like, so what are my alternatives? My alternatives are keep slowly looking for work. Hopefully I don't die before then because of starvation <laughs> or lack of housing or transportation or gasoline to get there. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping my search local. I'm no longer going to work 20 minutes away because it doesn't benefit me to work that far away for money, it just doesn't. So if I can walk to work, I am happy. So I'm gonna humble myself for this next uh, uh, job movement, 100%. I'm gonna humble down to get my baseline back up just so I can, but I know if I settle, I'm going to be depressed and angry and unfulfilled like within a six month window. It's not, it isn't a rocket science anymore. If Sean's not being challenged, if Sean isn't making decent living money, if Sean is like, 
and it sounds sounds so selfish and so petty, but if these simple check boxes aren't being checked, it's only a matter of time before I start like wanting to fucking run out of that place, pulling my fucking hair out. So like other options that I've been suggested to were, were to, to, to join one of the, the gig economy jobs. Um, and I already have experience with gig economy jobs, uh, Instacart, in fact. Like my first episode that I posted was about how I was fired from Instacart because someone couldn't do their job that they were paid to do. And do I want to jump into Uber and DoorDash and just, because the negative, the what I see the negative sides of that, if you do join Uber and DoorDash and you you start driving your car a lot more, your car breaks down, that's your livelihood. And they don't care about that. Also, they don't care about your car. Also, you're just like exponentially increasing the chances of just, you know, accidents or whatever, just huge, huge. How many die on the road a year? Yeah. And not oh just, my and God. Not, and like not even you, killing you, but like but you're how, much, right. is the, how you're going to end up spending so much more money potentially, or at least you're increasing your risk on insurance and payouts and uh, hospital bills or whatever than you're going to make. So, you know, just go into it with the, you know, <laughs> with the knowledge that like, there's a reason a million people take those jobs every year and a million people quit yeah. every year. Because, I mean, like, one of the quick stats I just got, road safety facts from ASIRT.org, safe travel, was a approximately 1.35 million people die in road crashes each year. I, that has to be worldwide, correct? That can't be America. Because that sounds... That's got to be worldwide. One million? That sounds fucking ridiculous. Yes, worldwide. All right. So additional 20 to 50 million suffer non-fatal injuries, often long-term disabilities. Anyway, yes. So the point is, you're putting yourself at a greater risk for what the pace seems quick and easy it's cognitive dissonance it's 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 not cognitive it's 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 reaffirming that your work is equal to this amount and you're getting it quickly that day or i don't know how they pay but it's 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 the wrong neural pathways that your synapses should be firing at so it's a gig economy it's and it's the same amount of work it's grinding it's it's go 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 which but again that's a job that could i possibly get tomorrow not really because i also already applied to doordash in florida when the pandemic first hit because it was the booming thing to do so my the the number I used for my DoorDash account is the same number I have now. So they still think I'm in Florida and I can't change my phone number on the account because it keeps telling me, sorry, there's no dashers available in your area. When I know there's plenty of dashers available in my area because it doesn't exist in my area, Uber, Lyft, nobody is here because I live out in the fucking bubble which is why I thought I could, someone's got to be looking for it. But I, I, I can't do it anyway because I'm, I'm, I'm behind, I'm stuck behind a fucking shitty fucking uh, operating system. So, you know, those dreams squandered. Those dreams squandered. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, like tears in the rain. Anyway, so... Can we talk critically about our workplaces? I say yes. I say, yeah, you're right. You're right. Without the union, you are 100% at fault. And you're going to lose your shit. And I don't think solidarity is going to pop. It's going to happen overnight where all of a sudden everyone in our fucking working class realizes that we have the power. That's not going to happen because they've been manipulating us for hundreds of years that we don't have an opinion and 
it just sucks as I feel like we're on the cusp of this. And maybe it's the YouTube videos I watch, which are manipulating me, but I feel like we're on the cusp of this fucking like a possible, I'll say revolution, but, but great education that we're all here on this fucking rock together. And no one's in control of it except us. And I, I, I would love to see that next fucking great step in humanity happen. If I can play any part in that, I want to play every part I can. If I have to lose a job for it, I'm going to lose a job for it. Now, I'm also going to say that I'm not going to tell any employers that I have a podcast going forward. In fact, I'm not going to tell any coworkers I have a podcast going forward because it doesn't benefit me to, for that quick gratification, to share this information with them because we're, and Americans are extremely selfish. Sorry. We have our own motives and, and desires to complete the tasks that we do. And we're really oblivious to those that are caught in the ripple effect of our actions and tasks. And uh, it was funny because um, one of my, one of my ex coworkers uh, texted me saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't a better friend. And I dissected that text again and again and again. And it's like, cool. That text wasn't about me. It was about you. You weren't a better friend. So instead of asking how I'm doing, or what my plans are, or anything about me, you quickly change the conversation in one sentence about you. Yeah, made it a pity party. Yeah, is that the mentality that I'm fucking working with here? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, and it's, 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 it's amazing because I fell into it quickly. I'm like, oh my God, hey, hey don't worry. You, you're, you're a great person and you got so much. No, I didn't say anything. I didn't respond because... Wow. <laughs> wow. How quickly people think about themselves when someone else is suffering or someone else is hurt or someone else, anything. So my lesson was not to talk, not to say anything. And I hope they find enlightenment or a lesson or whatever they need to fucking find, find it. But I, I guess my takeaway from this conversation is I, I want us to be able to be able to, I want us to be able to talk in a safe environment, in a safe place about our experiences and our workplace traumas and, and it be, and us be able to fucking grow from it. And yes, I guess what you said in the beginning, name dropping is, is the absolute worst. So if you, if anyone wants you can email me. You don't have to name drop anything. AFthepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear because I, I want to relate and I want to I talk about it. I want to talk about uh, not being able to speak up in your workplace, not being able to advocate for yourself in your own workplace, you know, somewhere that you have to spend more than 60 hours a week at because it's not your fault that you can't talk. So if you want to talk, you can talk. I'm not even going to charge you. I just want to hear and listen. And uh, look into uh, look into unionization. And you know what? Organizing. I have a couple yeah. websites actually yeah. that 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 we can we can dug dug we can dig into. Give me. Give me one I'll just quickly say for people listening, um, if you're not familiar, the IWW. Uh, I was just going to say that. God damn you. Yes. Sorry. Industrial Workers of the World uh, yes. is one of the oldest and just most widespread uh, union organizations. I mean, they are, and they are pretty much non-specific for industry. They'll do, they'll, they'll work with any industry. They're just a general uh, workers advocacy um, uh, organization and yeah. um, and then specific industries will have more specific you know organizations and agencies that yes look into but anyway 
No, so uh, I will have the link for their website uh, below. Uh, it's it's a very awesome one to, to jump into to see where um, to see where they are around the country to see where they've had their impact. In fact, I believe uh, Buffalo, New York, recently had the first Starbucks to unionize. Yep. And that's a big deal because Starbucks was very anti-union. They kept, they sent emails to every one of their employees. You don't need, you don't want this. Come on guys. Don't you want to be in control of your coffee? And uh, they won. And I think what, uh, 13 followed in suit. Oh no, I heard it was 50 something. In, right, in right after 50. Well, they're, but they've 19, yeah, not, they've, they've, um, submitted uh petitions you know and they're 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 having um elections to to try to unionize so i mean i don't think i hope have unionized have done it yet uh i know there was that uh, a couple of years ago there was that amazon warehouse in I think it was yeah. Alabama. i heard that, that, guy, that one yeah. got shut that one got shot down yep. um which was a sad day so you know the pro the anti-union propaganda is real um, it's, it's very, very, uh, prolific. It gets everywhere because it has the richest people on earth behind it. Funding it. Uh, yeah. Um, just keep that in mind whenever you see anti anti-union, uh, propaganda that that stuff is being funded by the billionaires, the CEOs, of course, the, um, the owners they don't want you to they don't want you to unionize the owner class there's never been a there has never been a work an organization of workers who have created an anti-union um <laughs> sorry <laughs> advertisement Just oh, i know right like think about that like like Oh, wait, I work for Home Depot and I'm really happy with everything here. Let me go out of my way as an hourly employee to make a video about You'll see videos. <laughs> You'll see anti-union videos where <laughs> the people talking in the videos are real workers from real companies. Of course. Oh, yeah. The, I'm talking about who, look at who's making the videos. Of course. They're, yes. People are just getting paid. They're Your getting YouTube paid. videos, too, I will say. Yeah, they're getting paid to be in the videos and that's fine. You know, we call them scabs, whatever you want, but like, no, we all gotta uh, live for a fucking wage. So I'm not gonna hate these people, but yeah. your message is poison. Yeah. Um, so here, let me let me rattle off. Um, so, um, the IWW is in almost every state. I'm gonna rattle off a couple states that they're not in, uh, just so you can get a picture of this: Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, South Carolina, North Carolina. Kentucky, South Dakota, Wyoming, Nevada, and this one surprises me the most, Vermont and huh. New Hampshire. I think of all the states, Vermont, what do you, Bernie Sanders? What do you, <laughs> you guys already have it figured out over there? Can I, can I move yeah, they don't there? Need it. That's, <laughs> that's why. They just okay. don't need the right. IWW. Vermont's yeah. fine. They already have yeah. it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Every other state has it, has a branch yeah. someone to reach out to. And this is and just gonna... one uh, you can Google. There's there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, yeah. I, I personally am part of the um, uh, the Syracuse uh, Socialist Party, uh, which is the, the, it's the American Socialist Party. Uh, I'm part of the Syracuse branch uh, in, in, in New York. And uh, you get to, you get to jump in on, uh, zoom meetings and calls and you get to, you get to learn and hear a lot of stuff and see the support that does exist for this cause. Um, there are plenty of people out there that feel the let's way just, we feel. Let's just emphasize real quick for anyone listening who, who, who heard the word socialist and got triggered. Uh, yeah, sorry. No one, no yeah. one's going to advocate no, no political uh, you know, um, sector sector is going to advocate more for worker rights than and than a socialist party. And you know, can I say that another thing? You're 100 right. It also doesn't mean that you're going to forfeit all your property, money, and wealth into a, a commune 
and become a number in a book. Well, it, that's, it, that's, it doesn't mean that because I feel like socialism has been so fucking dirty. That's all, dude. That's we don't so fucking that. dirtied. <laughs> but just tired different conversation. Yes. But just yeah, because you you care about your workplace environment doesn't mean that you want to sell all your individuality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I'll real quick, clear that up. But then, um, but yeah, just uh, so 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 polit social political socialist uh, political organizations are also great sources for just you know. Um, organizing around better workplace conditions um, because they go hand in hand. Uh, socialist political groups and unions have always been, um, you know, brothers in arms. So keep that in mind wherever you live and even the states that Sean mentioned without IWW. Um, yeah, uh, there are still- um, there, are, there are plenty of other unions. Plenty of unions there. Uh, union options, um, but it's always gonna be a little bit uh, risky. Like, so if you are currently employed, um, and if that's the case, you probably are employed by someone who is anti-union. You you need to be careful with, you know, not exposing yourself too much as you look into these things. Of course, you probably get fired. I mean, chances are you live in an at-will state, and they can fire you for any reason. Yeah. Um, uh well, yeah, let, yeah. Let me let, let me let me break down at, at will real quickly too, because yeah. I, I do think a lot of us um, are unaware um, what that means, and and even uh, what at will, um, like like what it's what it's portrayed as is is it's to protect you, the employee, from a hostile work environment. So you are given the freedom to walk out whenever you want to, no consequences. That's how it's sold. That's how it was sold to me. Um, so at, at will, employment is a term used in the U.S. labor laws for contractual relationships in which an employee can be dismissed by an employer for any reason without having to establish cause or providing or provide warning. That's that's the big one. While the employer does not have to provide reasoning for the termination, this is unexcluded findings that are considered wrongful. Wrongful termination is being fired for reasons of race, religion, sex, disability, etc. Anti-discrimination, yes. Yes. So of course, if you're fired because of what you look like or Yes, that's that's not protected, but you know that was written at a time where they probably didn't understand that, or they did understand that personality is probably kind of who you are, and uh, manipulating that to fit their narrative is kind of brainwashing and toxic and poisonous. So, I I, I do see this in the future changing and at will going away because it's. It's it's sold to both parties. It's sold to the 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 owner class has a quick and easy way to get rid of people that you don't want, like hands free, scot free, and it's sold to the working class has. Hey, you're in control. You are in control. And in fact, Kevin, you and me had a conversation before this conversation about control and how important that is in everyone's lives to feel like you're in control. So it's the illusion of control. We need to we need to protect ourselves. And I'm not saying that you could be stuck at a job where you're in a contract and it's a toxic, toxic work environment and workplace. You know, there, there should always be an easy way out if it's poisoning you. But this is not that answer. This is not that. It's not what this is set up for. This was not set up for workers. This was not set up for for the employee. This has nothing to do with us. This was put into this put into law by people who were who had been paid by the big corporations to make this happen, like Walmart, being the number one employer in the country. So this it's 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 like looking at the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's a giant illusion of what we're supposed to think is law. 
And I mean, it is law, but. It's kind of similar to the, it's a little bit similar in that respect to like our healthcare system, right? Yeah. Because they'll sell, they'll sell privatized healthcare by saying things like, look, look at all this, look how much control you get over the quality of the health. <laughs> it's like, I sure. get to choose my dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You get to choose your provider. You get to choose yeah. this and that. And it's like, yeah, you can if, if you have the money. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have the money, fuck, yeah. go fuck off. It's uh, a privilege thing, yeah. Um, at will is kind of similar to that. Like if you have the luxury to be able to just jump around between jobs whenever you feel like it, uh, then at will's great because you can just keep jump around jobs. And, and again, you, you just said it perfectly. I right now have the, have the small, 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 small window of the luxury to be fired from a job and not have to jump into work right away. I'm well, going to, I'm going to, because if I don't, that luxury is going to dwindle away very fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. Unless I live as a, unless I live in, in my bed and don't take the covers off every day. Um, because very quickly I'm, I'm realizing that shit, it takes $2 for me to, to do, to wash my clothes. It's $2 to, dry my clothes this shit adds up quickly so so i had the luxury to not get on my knees and suck someone off for my job back right now and i know that's a place of privilege and i know that not all of us have that privilege if i had kids i couldn't fucking do what i'm doing i couldn't say what i'm fucking saying yeah not at all not a fucking all if i lived in a smaller town where everyone fucking talked to each other I wouldn't have this privilege that I have right now. So I understand that I'm coming from a place of privilege, limited privilege, whatever we want to fucking call it. That's a dwindling, dwindling title as I mention it right now. So you, you have to act what's always in best with, with yourself and what's in line with your your loved ones that um that that you're you're living with so uh again i i i would love to think that i would have the power to say everyone march in the streets now (laughs) but it's 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 not happening um so do your research do your questioning and think for yourself if you can, if you have, if you have the ability to, without facing consequences, you know, uh, talk about it uh, online. Uh, yeah. Reach out to me, please. Afthepodcastgmail.com. Reach out on social media. If you're if you're yeah. not in a position where you're going to lose your job or anything like that, uh, talk about it on social media. Just spreading awareness is a huge, huge yep. thing. Um, so many people, especially young people nowadays, because unions were bas- essentially busted. So Demonized. Long ago, yeah. Um, a lot of young people today don't know anything about unions or yeah, the battle that the battle that they had to do to get where they are. I mean, I don't think unions that entire, I think in, in, in my high school recollection, it was like a fucking paragraph in a textbook, 1920s happened and, and people wanted to unionize or maybe a little before that. And, and then, and then Hoffa happened and then they were all destroyed. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, I remember it from like movies. I mean, that's you know how I learned about it. I learned about it from movies and shows and like video games, you know, uh, uh, um, historical pieces, you know. Yeah, no, uh, ser- yeah. yeah. Period pieces from like the 20s, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a union rep. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, it's just something you heard. Yeah, it died in the 80s. It died. I feel like unions were destroyed in the 80s. Um, Reagan. But um, it's, it's, <laughs> Worst uh, I'm not blaming anyone. <laughs> Oh man, Kedem, thank you so much, man. I needed to, I needed to vent more. I needed to talk more about my workplace experiences and I'm going to continue. I'm not going to be silenced now or ever. And uh, again, I, I, I have to look out for myself and that's the only person I'm looking out for right now. Uh, I'm recently singled. So it's just, it's just the Sean train. So it's easy for me to have a platform like this, 
But if I can speak for the rest of us or for more of you, uh, please email me. I, I, I want to talk about this. I want to, I want to, I want to spread as, as much other information as I can. Cause I, again, I'm not going to sit here and go that my ideas are right, but if we can start the dialogue, start the conversation, then we're, we're doing what we need to do um, as, as people living on this, this spinning rock in this cold, cold, desolate universe together. We're all, we're all that we have. We are, we are, you know, and Carl Sagan said it best. It's like, you know, if, if, if there's anyone out there, do you want them to meet us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, probably not. Um, he never said that. But anyway. No, no. Uh, it was um, Drake's equation. It made it implausible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen because the universe is expanding faster than it's faster uh, than light. But um, please. Uh, reach out. Uh, I, I would love to continue this conversation. In fact, I, I was even thrown an idea of just uh, me and Kevin having our own like side podcast where we just critique American culture <laughs> and, and call it like America. What the fuck? <laughs> the podcast. America. No, no, no. America. Why? <laughs> America. Why? <laughs> so um, if, if, if we, if people like this, uh, I'm I'm willing to to put more more effort and time into into that. Uh, uh, meanwhile, keeping my mental health uh, dialogue going. So, uh, thank you for joining us this time. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, Ken, no, thank you for for you seriously. Uh, before the conversation, uh, you were a voice of reason that I needed to hear. Uh, not that your word is law or God, but it's just it's it's great to to know that you know, I'm not alone or crazy for thinking some of the things that I think. So thank you so much for being here with me. And uh, it was a pleasure. And that goes for the rest of you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, if you made it this far, you are a true champion. And I, I want to, I want to recognize that and admire that and, and show you that. So please, um, I'm looking for a couple more emails so I can get a, a whole episode together where I just go through the emails and answer questions and, and, and talk shop, basically have fun. I'll give out some of my jokes that I've been writing down for a while. Uh, I'm trying to get John back in for this episode too, because I have a lot of, a couple emails devoted to John and it's okay. We can talk about John. I love him. Who doesn't love John? But I, it's it's I, me, guys. I'm a, I'm a John fan. <laughs> I stand it's, John, all right. I stand I stand for John. <laughs> so um uh so thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks for the support. And uh uh I'll I'll talk to you all in a in a week or so. So uh Kenham, you have a good night. You too. And and from there, do what you you and your country. country.